and welcome everybody to Total Nonstop Analysis, episode one. On this podcast, we're going to go on a journey here with my good friends KP, Kyle Prescott, and Davis. What's up? Kyle Davis. <laughs> These two newbies are just getting into the TNA lifestyle, if you would like to call it that. I don't know. Sounds kind of naughty. Just recently right. started watching Impact, and we are going to go back in time and show them the good, the bad, and the, the very bad, worse, and the even worse <laughs> from TNA. And it is going to be a trip. So before we get started, I'd like each of you to introduce yourself, say a little bit about yourself and what you do. Maybe say when you started watching wrestling. I don't know. But I'm going to start off with one half of my favorite Kyle duo, KP. Hello, I am Kyle Prescott, uh, the local resident, massive AEW fan. I, I run whoa, the- whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. <laughs> we are equal. It's equal, just you're okay, more popular okay, on Twitter. Okay, okay, yeah. The more popular Who's on wearing Twitter. wearing the AEW hoodie right yeah, now? Yeah, that's true. More popular on Twitter. Uh, We're already off the rails. If you're listening, if you know me on Twitter, you know me as All Elite Kyle. Uh, I also help run the AEW All Elite Wrestling Discussion Facebook group. Uh, I'm part of that. Davis is also part of it, and so is Carmen. And I'm also one third of the All Elite Hour podcast with uh, my good friends MJ and Brian. Good people. Uh, I started watching. Yeah, the, the good people. I started watching wrestling. You know, like most as a kid, and like I'm sure most everybody, uh, I kind of fell off uh, around. I think I stopped. Re- I think I stopped watching. I think the last thing I remember from when I. Re- the first time I started watching wrestling was uh, Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan feud at SummerSlam. Then I kind of just kind of, you know, it kind of phased out of me. And then I slowly got back into it for a little bit, got out of it. And then this asshole in this podcast on here, uh, Davis, uh, decided to, uh, to show me Goldberg returning at, uh, it was Survivor Series. Survivor Series, yeah, yeah, Survivor Series, where he just squashed Brock. Was it Brock Lesnar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he squashed Brock Lesnar, and uh, I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of interesting." And, and, and it sort of it sort of had a little bit of uh, it sort of made me like kind of interested and in started watching again, but not really. What really got me wanting, what really started off was at the start of the year. We before that we saw. Uh, the the Hardy Boys, who are two of my favorites, growing up watching wrestling, uh, return at WrestleMania to this massive pop, and I was like, that was awesome, and it, it made me remember how much I liked it. And then me and since me and Davis were roommates, we never really had anything that we did together as roommates besides like occasionally play a video game or two. So I was like, you know what? Because uh, Davis was started watching wrestling, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to join Davis for an episode of SmackDown. And I just thought it would be like a one-off thing. Watched SmackDown. Really enjoyed it. Next week, joined them again. And the next week, I was like, you know what? How about we watch Raw as well? And year, yeah. And years later, here we are. We At one point, we were watching uh, WWE, ROH, New Japan, everything. And now we're pretty much mostly just AEW. Occasionally, we'll watch New Japan. 
And here recently we watched the Impact uh, episode where Kenny Omega was on there. And uh, during the, the the commercials of the show, they were showing highlights from old TNA. And I kind of got interested in it. And I'd never watched like TNA aside from like a few matches here and there. Like I never watched it from the start. And so I was like, you know what, Davis, uh, I kind of want to watch this from the beginning. And here we are. And what a glorious dragon we will be chasing. Oh, Lord. And Davis, what about you? I'm sure your story is much similar to his. Uh, Well, not the beginning. I was a huge uh, WCW fan. And uh, uh, maybe mid to late uh, 90s. Uh, love Diamond Dallas Page, Halloween Havoc versus Goldberg was great, Sting, NWO, all that stuff. Didn't I see a picture of you and Diamond Dallas Page together? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a good friend <laughs> of my, a good friend of mine got his good friend backstage at a, at a concert and got a picture with DDP and and Chris Jericho. Just just your Fozzie friends. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a good Fozzie friend. If I'm not mistaken, I believe we can all thank Nathan Mowry for that. I mean, you could, or you could thank me. Or Nathan. <laughs> it's, it's Carmen. Nathan, too much praise. Carmen, Carmen, you know, was like the catalyst, and then Nathan was like, hey. <laughs> I just mentioned that you were a fanboy of his boss. That's all I did. <laughs> it worked. Uh, but, but then I fell, yeah, I fell off the wagon 2000, 2001, basically when WCW died. I think I might have watched a little bit of WWF, WBE here and there. Uh, and then what actually got me back was there used to be a review show called Hot Pepper Gaming, where you would eat a hot, hot, you know, eat a habanero pepper or some kind of hot pepper and try to review a game. Well, Xavier Woods, Austin Creed was on there, reviewed a few things, talk, talked about him being the WWE World Tag Team Champion. I thought that was kind of cool, and then I started following up, up, down, down, and seeing all these wrestlers. I'm like, screw it, let me watch, let me see what's going on in wrestling. And of course, the Goldberg, Goldberg squashing Lesnar, and started watching SmackDowns, and of course, the you know the rest. Kyle pretty much said, or Prescott pretty much said. Uh, but yeah, and watched New Japan. You know, since then, I've watched New Japan, a little bit of Ring of Honor, uh, just good stuff. Stayed up, you know, BS o'clock and watched, you know, uh, Dominion 2018. That was fun. Uh, yeah, but yeah, most, most, most of these days, just AEW. Little bit knocky, but with WWE. And I guess I'm going to be kind of keeping up with Impact now. But yeah. So if anyone at home is wondering how you're going to possibly keep up with having two Kyles in the same area. I feel your pain. <laughs> wow. My name uh-huh. is Carmen Michael. <laughs> I am your co-host. I will be leading these folks amongst a spiritual journey of TNA. Total non-stop action. I don't know what you perverts were thinking. <laughs> Total non-stop anal? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Whoa, now. This is a PG podcast. Is it? Ah, fuck no. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm just waiting to the point where like I have to take a shot before we start this. Oh, there'll, there'll be drinking games with this eventually. I'm sure there will be. 
Take oh, a God. shot every time Jeff Jarrett's on TV. I would, I would already be dead. I'm already dead. This is only episode one. But anyway, my name is Carmen Michael. Uh, in my professional life, I am an audiovisual technical specialist. Not so much these days. Uh, I work arena crew at the uh, Von Braun Center here in Huntsville, Alabama, which ties in perfectly to our first episode. Uh, on top of that, I am a ring announcer for New South Wrestling and Bad Boy Pro Wrestling, which we'll get the plugs in at the end of the show. Don't you worry about that. But that's pretty much all you need to know about me. I've been watching wrestling all my life, uh, like literally since I was a baby. been obsessed with Sting. I was there for Sting's retirement match in <laughs> Impact Wrestling, which was uh, scary. <laughs> it was here in Huntsville, actually. They they did two tapings that night. The first taping, they're like, next week, Sting retirement match. And I'm like, wait, hold on. But that's tonight. And it was, it was a sad moment for me. <laughs> oh, God. I am a Sting mark. But isn't everybody, though? So you we'll were... talk about that on our new AEW podcast when that launches sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but if that wraps up for everybody, we will get into a little bit of history and backstory of this event. Uh, I felt like it was important for y'all, before we go straight into the Impact episodes, to kind of learn a little history about TNA. So it was founded by Jeff and Jerry Jarrett and the recently deceased Bob Ryder, I believe passed away a week or two ago. The weekly pay-per-view model was pitched by Ryder, who believed networks wouldn't pick up another wrestling show. The TNA name, which may surprise you, is claimed to be created by Vince Russo, who wanted an edgier alternative. I know. I'm, I'm shocked. And he'll probably call us out on his podcast. Like, this podcast had two listens, bro, and I was one of them. And let me tell you something, bro. <laughs> I mean, if he does, and we get more listeners, hey. Oh, I'm down yep. for it. And while I'm at it, Jim Cornette. You. Yeah, you're, you're just okay. Yeah, I said it. I'm not even going to back off from that. I said what I said, and I ain't even mad. <laughs> Through financial backing and a partnership with NWA, they had their first pay-per-view June 19th, 2002, right here in the Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama, at the Von Braun Center. Hmm. Like I said, I work at this arena. I have many people who work with me that were working this show, which I deeply apologize to them for. Hope I don't spoil the end of this. And there was roughly 3,000 in attendance. I believe the arena holds about 7,500. So, without further ado, are you ready? So the show opens with Don West and Ed Ferrara, which I know Davis watched WCW. He was the uh, rather infamous Oklahoma, which was the JR parody. And he's introducing him to the ringside area. Ed comes out, and he's saying how much he loves TNA. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he also loves total nonstop action. And he sends it over to Mike Tanay at the commentary booth. Did anybody feel like this was long and awkward for the intro? Yes. Very much so. Which so do y'all know the reason behind that? I do not. Tell us, anyway. please. 
Okay, so it's your first show. You're about to be live on pay per view, and during your pre <laughs> during your pre show in the dark match, a rather uh, rotund. 400, 500 pound gentleman breaks a ring rope. So they wow. were scrambling <laughs> to get the ring fixed, uh, which you can see it later on in the, sh- like just a few minutes later, all the stagehands, production crew, like running, like scurrying away like rodents from the ring. They were fixing the ring as the pay-per-view was starting, which is why they were buying for time and previewing the show. Is that why we had like 10 billion things of pyro for like 20 seconds, 30 seconds? Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) much pyro. And the commentary team going in excruciating detail, all because a rather large man whose name was Cheeks broke a ring rope. <laughs> so the show proper starts off with JB Jeremy Borash, and this is where you can see all the stagehands running away about five minutes into the show. Yep. He introduces NWA legends, and you know, there's a ton of legends that come out Harley Race, Dory Funk Jr., Jackie Fargo, Bullet Bob, uh, Bullet Bob, NWA Vice President Bill Barons. And Ricky Steamboat, who is carrying the NWA World's Championship. Ricky's talking about the match coming up tonight, and he's interrupted by... Any guesses? Double J! J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Double J, ain't that great? He comes out, and he's dressed like a middle-aged man on vacation. Just Oh, yeah. He's got the pink button up. It's striped. He looks like he is ready to go straight to the sunglass hut. (laughs) Uh, He's interrupted by Jeff Jarrett. He's saying, this isn't fair. Title match shouldn't be in a battle royal. Why is this happening? Jackie Fargo takes the mic, who, uh, if you know anything about him, he invented the strut that both Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett use. Mm. So he takes the mic and... I know one thing that bothered me just as a sound guy is he kept moving the microphone away from his mouth. Every time he talked, his hands were moving all over the mic. And I just wanted to be like, why didn't none of my coworkers just grab him and be like, sir, (laughs) to your mouth. (laughs) But uh, after that, Ken Shamrock enters and he's got some sweet sideburns, absolutely killer sideburns. Yep. And, I mean, you've seen the trope. He says, you can't beat me. You can beat the other 18 people, blah, blah, blah. Also, this title match isn't fair. <laughs> yeah. So Scott, Scott Hall's music hits. He's out in the crowd. He says, hey, yo. Hey, yo. And he also says, this title match isn't fair. <laughs> and also, <laughs> you can't beat me. And they all just talk over each other, and the segment ends. Yep. So... Any thoughts on the opening segment? Uh, all right. So, so my only like introduction, my only like uh, introduction to to Jeff Jarrett was in WWE or WWF. So I know him as that. So it was cool seeing him do this whole heelish uh, stuff. And uh, I thought he actually cut a pretty good promo against the uh, legends. Actually, I was like legitimately enjoying Jeff Jarrett here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't oh, have. Boy. 
which I don't have a whole lot of notes, but I mean, the only thing I wrote down apparently Harley Race was an eight time NWA champion. It's true. Uh, and Jackie Far- and Jackie Fargo was the first ballad for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Yeah, I knew you'd pop for that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that uh, everybody was talking about the Wrestling Observer a lot in this. Like, it must oh, been very, very, res- very respected uh, during this time, unlike now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, another 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 note I had was. Everybody thinks the gauntlet for the Garcia gauntlet for the gold is dumb. They're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great way to start your show when you're saying this main event is shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This makes uh, no sense. Yeah, well, I mean, like, at that point, people have already paid their money. Which I think yeah. back in the weekly days, I want to say it's like fifteen dollars a week or something. I used to order so many of those. My <laughs> parents were mad when the cable bill came in. I bet. <laughs> So after that, we cut backstage. There's a beautiful blonde named Goldilocks. Yeah. And she mentions TNA as they do a nice little pan on her uh, mostly exposed chest. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone caught that. No. What are you talking about, Carmen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was real subtle. Very subtle. Subtlety was early TNA specialty. So she says she's there for an interview. What color, her, what color were her eyes? Gold. <laughs> so, so she bends down, and who is she interviewing but, and I apologize if this language offends anyone, but this is exactly how it was said in the show. This is 2002 TNA. Mm-hmm, the, or, mm-hmm. the original midget killer puppet, the psycho killer, who... <laughs> Who his uh, entire promo was verbatim. Let's start this show off with midgets. Why? Because midgets are the true stars of this country. And he's out for midget blood. And then Jeff Jarrett just randomly walks by and kicks some of our music stands. (laughs) I guarantee guarantee you we still have those music stands backstage. (laughs) Probably (laughs) over by the hockey area. I'm, I'm going to ask, and no one's going to understand what I'm talking about. I'm like, is this the one Jeff Jarrett kicked? You're going to say, <laughs> who the hell is Jeff Jarrett? So as promised, you know, uh, Puppet said that we're going to start off with midget matches because that's what we came here for. So yeah. we start off with a six-man X Division tag. Right? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so... <laughs> So just, I was just so to, confused. I was like, they said they're starting off with, with with Leo with Leo uh, with the uh, midget matches, and then we get the six the six man. <laughs> we're starting so, off with midgets. Here's AJ Styles. Also, there's a stripper in a cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What the hell's up with the strippers in the cages? Yeah. So I, I, I my notes my notes say. Um, I, I heard I heard the guy say his name was Psycho Dwarf, but you know, yeah. maybe I, I probably just heard that. I heard that too. He said Psycho Dwarf wants blood. Yeah, wants midget blood. I was like, yeah, oh, this is specifically midget blood. Yeah, this is a thirst that can only be cured with midget blood. <laughs> and, and then and then and then you're right. After that, boobs in a cage. Yeah. Yep, boobs in a cage. Basically, was, I think that was actually one of their first pay per view titles, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. Fantastic! Let's this whole show so, so we, women. 
we've got a six-man tag match. Uh, first team is AJ Styles, Loki, and Jerry Lynn. And think Dude. about that. Think about the talent on that Dude, team. Yeah, I know. Especially. When I saw them come out, I was like, this is this is gonna be good. Jerry yep. Lynn looked fucking amazing in this match. So yes. So I want everybody to picture AJ Styles, Loki, and Jerry Lynn. And you're expecting some hard hitters to come out when they introduce from Memphis, Tennessee, the Flying Elvises. And out comes three nice gentlemen dressed as Elvis Presley. Now, these gentlemen, to, to their credit, they're great wrestlers. They're Sonny mm-hmm. Siaki, Jimmy Yang, who would go on to be Jimmy Nathan Wang Yang, Nathan Mowry's favorite wrestler, Jimmy Wang Yang, and Jorge Estrada. Yeah. There, there's really nothing to say about this I'm, match other than the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, 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 I have that, you know, I put my notes to really say Jerry fucking Lynn. Uh, there was a bulldog spot that Jerry did that I thought looked, looked really good. Uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was uh, Jerry Lynn. His cradle pile driver looked sick as hell in this in this match. But fucking Jimmy Wang Yang pitting AJ Styles. What the <laughs> hell? That was yeah. my favorite part of this. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like someone time traveling to someone like you, like never seen TNA, and we're like, you ever see that match where Jimmy Wang Yang <laughs> beat AJ Styles? They're gonna think you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was I, I wrote, uh, you know, I was like AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, Loki versus Flying Elvis. What? <laughs> I've never had to use the plural of Elvis before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, my, my notes mainly say uh, Lynn did a, a good DDT, a tornado DDT. Uh, Lynn was awesome. Jorge Estrada was awesome. Uh, there was a shooting star that looked really nice. Styles is good, duh. Yeah, Styles looked amazing as always. There was a part where Loki got in. I'm like, did he tag? Yeah, there was. Y'all paid a lot more attention to this match than I There was a expected. questionable tag. Y'all paid so, attention to a match that had people dressed as Elvis. Hey, it was Y'all not freaks. bad. It wasn't that bad. It not was a match. Look, hey. I this, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to say this might be the best match on the show. It may be. But, and that's saying a lot. But <laughs> with that being said, though, like, it's really amazing to see like all these TNA legends that are on this card and we'll get to some more later, but people who are like in some cases are still there today or, you know, went on to be future world champions and just see how they were used on the first show. It's rather laughable. Mm-hmm. And speaking of laughable, now's the part where we laugh at little people. Ha <laughs> ha. Here comes as, <laughs> as the ring announcer stated, the following contest is a midget match. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. who comes out? Not the psycho killer. No, 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 no. T.O. Hollywood and the world's smallest extreme athlete, T.O., which I thought was just a name, but apparently yeah. was an acronym, which they didn't tell you until the end of the match. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really terrible... Just brutal, lowbrow, short jokes. Yeah. But good, good old Alabama. 
Hey, we can say this. We're from Alabama. We can make fun of us. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Alabama was highly invested in this match. Yeah, they, they were. They were loving every second. I, I'm not gonna lie. I really liked Tio in this match. I thought he looked the best. You just like him because he 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 won the match with a swanton. Yeah, yeah, but, but he also looked like better like than than Hollywood throughout the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, and, I, yeah. And he was influenced by Rey Mysterio Jr. And apparently they talked about there was a apparently uh when Rey Mysterio Jr. was uh was first wrestling in Mexico, he was so short that they thought that the uh, promoter wanted to put him in, in midget matches and I was like, What? Yeah. Anyway, My- T.O. picks up the victory. I didn't mean to jump over you, Davis. Let me finish this real quick. T.O. picks up the victory, and Mike Tanay just very calmly says that his name actually stands for Total E Outstanding. Uh-huh. Any thoughts on that? Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yep, well. And if you haven't had enough of the... Uh, the routine quite yet there's more porn star dancing oh god <laughs> so we cut back to the ring and uh don west and ed Ferrar are there and what the fuck are they wearing yeah now hold on a second we'll, we'll get into this i, I want to roast them before we go into what was said yeah because don was dressed like a fucking waiter at a beachfront restaurant and ed was dressed like mickey rourke playing a pimp why? <laughs> wow. Ed had the <laughs> I just went to the Caribbean for the first time braids in his hair. <laughs> yeah. And he had on a fuzzy shirt that would make <laughs> the godfather the godfather blush. <laughs> that is and like this whole segment <laughs> they come out and what did they announce? But a lingerie battle royal for the next show. Because of course they did. It was mm-hmm. it was at this moment that I started questioning why I was doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I, when when we get done, I'm going to read my my notes verbatim because they're. Oh, I've yeah. seen your notes and I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah. So out comes a parade of hot women, including. Actual wrestlers. There's some actual wrestlers in here, believe it or not, in the lingerie battle royal. But we've got Francine, Daphne, Alexis Lurie, which is Mickey James. Oh. There's not surprisingly a lot of perving going on. <laughs> the the commentators are just being total sleazy <laughs> sleaze balls about it and and there's nothing else to really talk about. There's no substance other than, you know, girls calling each other out it is what it is so what would you say davis <laughs> so <clears throat> my notes read verbatim tna girls objectifying woman what is this wcw lingerie uh battle royal uh this is wwf attitude era this makes me even more gay <laughs> Early 2000s, ew. None of these women are hot. Just know, fat oh, shaming is hold, <laughs> hold on now. You're going to tell me Mickey James ain't hot. Uh, wait, she wait. Is, she wait, is what? now. I'm not trying to objectify women here, but she is beautiful. Wait, wait. Did you I would say take you... her on a Waffle House date. 
You said who? Mickey James. Mickey James was apparently in this. I didn't. I, I did not fucking know that one of them yes, was Alexis Lurie. Alexis Lurie is Mickey James. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's just. Mm, I just. Uh. Okay, so I just put a big yikes. <laughs> Ed says he feels like a kid in the candy store, and I feel weird just watching this in 2020. Uh huh. And then, and then I put uh, they're do, they're fighting over who gets crowned Miss TNA, and I'm just wanting them to leave. I don't give a shit who gets crowned Miss TNA. Yeah, what a different I got, time. I have a lot of ellipses, uh, a lot of eye rolling. Which mm. to give TNA credit at that time, WWE was still having like, very true, including this 20, matches and this very true. This is twenty years ago, matches. so you know. Yeah, it is what it is. So. After that, we go to a backstage interview. Goldie locks his back with Harvard graduate Mortimer Plumtree, which is a fantastic name. (laughs) It was Plumtree? It was Plumtree. Mortimer Plumtree. And Plumtree sounds like he's auditioning for a Shakespearean play. And I'm not sure if y'all noticed, he looks just like Alton Brown. (laughs) A little bit. bit. I was wanting him to just stop what he was doing and tell me how to cook a perfect steak (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's nothing really talk about here he says you know used to have kids bully him but now he's given them instructions and they have to do everything he says which leads to the next match what the hell was that giant paddle oh we'll get to that okay (laughs) i actually probably won't because i think we're skipping straight to the impact episodes (laughs) after this which good for y'all but, so match number three is a tag team match um don't really know quite how to say this but uh two dicks two yeah, big old dicks just the johnsons the johnsons which were quite subtly named richard mm. and rod mm. so that's that's uh, Dick yeah. Johnson and yeah. Rod Johnson. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I, I facepalmed when they came out. As you should. They were dressed horribly. And, um, I mean, I'm sure y'all know this or could, as, could assume, but they were Gemini in the WWE. They were oh. there for a very brief time. Hmm. Oh, I thought they might have been actually somebody that I might, I might have known or something. They were just... So my favorite part about this, out come the walking dick humanoids, right? Mm-hmm. And what do they do? They cut to the three little children in the front row that are smiling and have no idea what's going on. They cut to the children in the front row as as the dick people are getting in the ring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, man. And who are they facing you? You probably think it's another joke team. No, it's Psychosis and Cowboy James Storm. Yep. Yeah. Psychosis. Like, rest. Like, I grew up on Psychosis. I love this dude. ECW, <laughs> WCW. Loved him. And James Storm became, you know, an impact wrestling legend. You wouldn't know that here, but he did get to shoot some guns indoors. So that was neat. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was wondering uh, if those were, like, legit or if no, that was like a prop. It's like a. Little like, a, like yeah, like a pop you know, gun or something. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it Cat past gun. DNA at this point. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure if they fired a real gun in there. <laughs> I mean, this was Alabama. Shows there anymore. It was yeah. also Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Huntsville, though, which is like one step up from the rest of Alabama. Boom, <laughs> roasted. I got you all. I live here. I'm better than you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. It was a decent enough match for what it was. Um, out comes this girl ringside. She's got her hands on her side, and they're like very calmly, oh, that's Alicia. You know her from WCW as Maestro's Valet. I'm like, who who knows that? Nope. <laughs> who knows that? I know. Which I'm sure more people knew that in 2002, but not a lot. Uh, I mean, it's what you expect. Commentary mentions rock solid many times and how they are pounding their opponents. So, I mean, and I'm sure anyone listening at home that has not watched this can guess who the victors were. It was the penis people, and mm-hmm. they pinned James Storm, future world champion James Storm. Lord have mercy. And then after the match, randomly, the girl outside, Alicia, just demands money from the referee, which isn't explained. They're like, nope. I wonder what he got out of it, which was kind of creepy. <laughs> I have any thoughts from the Johnsons. Not about the Johnsons, but there was one point where, like, Psychosis, Psychosis was about to be uh, powerbombed, I believe, and he, like, reversed it. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Because Psychosis is the man, and I've been preaching this for years and years, and no one listens. That's why I have y'all. Y'all are great. I love y'all. Thank you. Love you too, buddy. And speaking of some Alabama loving. Oh, my God. Up, oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even plan that segue. It just happened. Boom. <laughs> we cut backstage and Goldilocks is back with the Dups. And what are the Dups? There are a couple of redneck brothers who share a girlfriend. Mm. Who know, is also their cousin. Well, that they, said, they said on commentary. <laughs> Not only do they share a girlfriend, but their girlfriend is their cousin. And here comes NWA Vice President Bill Barons, and he says, hey, no beer drinking backstage. And what a heel, that guy. Can you believe that? So, uh, is there anything y'all need to say? I mean, it's Alabama. We can't really talk. No, but, th- but this next part. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. If you want to talk Alabama, we're about to go into the most Alabama segment of the night. And this is from a show that has Toby Keith. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 All right. So let's just get to it. We're not perfect. <laughs> Our state's mm. good at football and uh, boiling peanuts. It's about it. Boiling well, peanuts. Well, well Huntsville, um, Huntsville has the Space and Rocket Center. Oh, yeah. That's, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, we're a simple bunch. We have Jax. Jax is great. Milo's is great. Jax is cool. We go back to the ring and Jeremy Borash is there and he introduces and I quote the 1993 Bush Series Rookie of the Year Herbie Sadler and current NASCAR Winston Cup points leader Sterling Marlin and now I personally am sitting there like okay that's cool I guess 
the crowd goes ape shit. They lose their fucking minds. They are loving every second of it. You would yep. think that Jesus and the Beatles and <laughs> the entire Elvis. cast, the entire cast of Glow came out naked. I don't know, but yep. people were losing their mind. And I over Sterling Marlin. <laughs> I don't get it. So it's already off to a rough start when they are interrupted by Kate Crush, who is Ron Killings, or yes. R-Truth, as he's known now. And, oh, I should have known it was going to go bad as soon as the boo started. I'm going to stop right there. I've, I've seen this before. I've, I've, I watched this a long time ago, and I barely remember it. This is so Watching this made me so uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. Hang on, but before we get to this part... I, I, I did write down rednecks, NASCAR people, and then one of them started to cut a promo, you could say, and I, I wrote Carmen left turn meme. <laughs> They're making a left turn. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, go turn left turn. No, left turn. no I'm not going to lie. I popped when, when, when K Crush came out. I'm a massive fan of Ron, of, of our truth. So, yeah, I was excited well, to see. I'll tell you who wasn't a fan of our truth. Until I tonight. saw the segment, <laughs> I'll tell you who wasn't a fan, and that was the city of Huntsville on that fateful June night in two thousand two. So our truth comes out. I'm gonna call him our truth. It's Ron the Truth Killings. Yeah, I it comes out <laughs> immediate booze, and you already know it's going. There's so many racial undertones and talk about my kind and your kind. And then I don't even know the NASCAR dude. One of them walks up to truth, gets in his face and says that he can't take him seriously with how he's dressed. Uh huh. Yep. And yep. the crowd eats up every minute of it. They love their NASCAR. And when truth brings up very valid points. Yeah. The crowd is just not having it. Who knew that the number one way to turn a heel in Alabama was to <laughs> talk trash on NASCAR? And I want you to stop and think. When you think who on the roster would come and defend the honor of the great Southern tradition of NASCAR, who do you think of? I think big, burly, strong man. You know who we got? We got Grandmaster Sexay. Grandmaster Sexay. Grandmaster yep. Sexay came Brian to defend himself. Came to defend the honor of NASCAR, and God bless him for it. <laughs> and he doesn't help with the racial overtones at all. He's nope. he's saying yo 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 what up truth, and he's just talking like Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> for Malibu's Most Wanted this entire time and he challenges Truth to a match next week and then security comes and grabs Truth who's doing nothing by the way he's just standing outside the ring they come and just grab him and like roughhouse him out yes so, so a bunch of white guys drug a black guy away of course Alabama of course Alabama oh lord I, I don't want to harp on it any longer it, it was bad mm -hmm. doesn't like, happen as soon as that segment started, I turned to Davis and I was like, is this racist? 
Especially with the my kind, your kind. I was yeah. like, he was like, yeah, this is kind of racist. I'm not even going to start the Jeopardy sound because the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut backstage, and who do we see but Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett is attacking Jackie Fargo. This is now three times. Yes, that Jeff Jarrett has appeared in segments complaining once again about the match and then we cut to the ring i mean there's nothing to talk about this match it's the dups Bo and stan with their girlfriend slash cousin fluff and they defeated former ecw star and later on impact wrestling star christian york and joey matthews who was joey mercury in the wwe oh that's yeah. who that is. He looks familiar, huh? Uh, I looked up the other guys. Obviously, I knew Stand Up was yeah. uh, Trevor Murdoch from yeah. WWE and NWA. I knew he looked familiar. Uh, Bowed up. I mean, he wrestled in ECW, WWE. I don't remember him. But if we're going to talk about the NASCAR thing, why in the hell are the cousin lovers the faces in this match? They were getting cheered. Because it's Alabama. Because it's Alabama. <laughs> oh, Speaking of, uh, although I will say York and Matthews looked really good in this match. Yeah, well, of Matthews. course they're great. Yeah, they're good wrestlers. Right. And then we're gonna talk about Roll Tide. Doesn't get much more Roll Tide than this because up next, a Toby Keith concert. And oh I'm man, like, what the fuck? Hey, now at this point, our food had arrived. Yeah, oh, I was like, "Cool, okay. I can chill. I can chill out, listen to Kobe, Kobe C, Kobe, well, I, Kobe I hope, Yeah, that I guy. Hope it was, I hope it was hot dogs and apple pie because this song was about America. It was Mexican food, but you know, it was not. Yeah, <laughs> someone probably did need to put a boot in your ass. <laughs> okay. So I mean. Obviously, me being musician and sound guy, I'm going to sit here and criticize the hell out of this. Like, it drove me crazy listening to all the clipping and the audio. It was so distorted at first. And I put in my, I put in my notes, holy clipping, Batman, turn the fucking game down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. It's it's not my style of music. I mean, I'll, I'll listen to the song if it's on, but... I just put Jeff, it... Uh, Jeff Jarrett Toby. attacks... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just put uh, Toby Keith sings one of his better songs, and then, and then, who attacks? But say Jeff it with Jer- me now. Say it with me now. On the count of three. Double one. Okay, that didn't work. Is that my bad? My bad. My bad. <laughs> I fucked up. No, it's, it's fine. Carmen, no, it's, cut it's, this. It's no, no, no. It's fine. Yeah, whoever's editing this. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Editor. Yeah. Editor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jeff Jarrett attacks, and if you thought the NASCAR heat was something earlier, oh my god. <laughs> you would have thought this dude murdered somebody. This crowd was about to riot. They were not happy. And since we're keeping count, uh, we are up to four on our Jeff Jarrett counter. Oh, should that be a thing? Yes, the Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett counter. counter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, when we get to 10, do we get a, like a hole punch in our card? I don't know. Do we get a free burrito? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> we'll, we'll have to insert some kind of Jeff Jarrett like sound or something. <laughs> It'll be listen up, slap nuts. <laughs> God. All right, so let's let's get into the reason why we're here: the NWA title gauntlet. So the rules are, I mean, your standard Royal Rumble rules: two people enter every ninety seconds, another person enters. There's twenty entrants instead of thirty. Uh, you're eliminated over the top rope, and then when it gets to the final two, it will be a singles match. And I don't want to sit here and go over every single entrant. I just kind of want to gloss over and talk about. Some notable moments, and if I skip over something you like, just jump in and tell me what that is. But first thing I noticed about this, which we'll see later on, out of the 20 people in this match, I counted 10 from WCW. (laughs) It's like watching a WCW Rumble, I swear. So, uh... We start off with Jeff Jarrett and Buff Bagwell. That was pretty cool. Buff, Buff does not stay very long, much like his time in the WWE. Ooh. Zing! I got heat with Russo, with Cornet, with Buff. Our numbers are going to be through the roof, baby. <laughs> not for real, though, Buff. If you want to, like, get me in on that gigolo money, like, if you want to teach me your ways so I can make that bank like hit me up exactly. send me a DM <laughs> uh, I mean it's Jared just eliminating all of WCW's undercard basically La- Lash LaRue comes out he's eliminated easily Norman Smiley comes out eliminated easily then out comes Apollo which is a rather large gentleman so uh, at this point um, before, before Apollo came out I wrote Double J wins doesn't he <laughs> You would think so. I also was under that impression. We keep going. Uh, we get our truth, more WCW guys. And speaking of WCW guys, Del Rios. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I think he's got a doppelganger out there somewhere. Hmm. I think he might have a twin. Would that twin be pretty good at math? Well, if if you could just holler if you could hear me right now. <laughs> anyway, medium Papa Pump, Del Rios comes out. Mm-hmm. Bleached hair, bleached beard, got the black strip down the center. I mean, it looks like he just raided Scott Steiner's bag. I don't know why, but I wanted to look it up and think, like, did he do this gimmick all the time? No, this was a one-time thing. No one knows why. Even cooler. Do y'all know who Del Rios is? No. I'm about to no. blow your mind. Oh, God. Think back to like early 90s WWF. Okay. okay. One of those obscure one offs. He was Fantasio. He Name was, sounds familiar. He was the clown mind. That was performing magic tricks and pulling things out of his mouth. <laughs> Vaguely remember that. Oh my wow. God. When I found that out, it blew my mind. It's like magic. 
He turned himself into Scott Steiner. Mm-hmm. I tell you one thing, he doesn't have near as many freaks. Or geeks. Or peaks or anything like that. And he sure as hell does not have a Shoney's restaurant. <laughs> Which to be fair, I don't think Scott does either anymore. But out comes entry number nine, Justice, which do y'all happen to know who this is? He looked familiar. But you will be seeing a, a lot more of him in our future reviews. Justice is an unmasked abyss. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. shit. What? I did not know that. I mean, he was, he was pretty good, so I was like, well, you know. Or Joseph Park. If you want to go by Joseph Park as well. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about here. It's pretty simple. Uh, Malice comes out. He was the wall in WCW. And he pretty much eliminates almost everyone in the ring. Um, Scott Hall makes his way out. And him, <laughs> I noticed him and Apollo had almost matching gear. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I looked in the ring and for a second I thought Apollo was Scott Hall. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Wait, who's Apollo? Is it, did was Apollo anybody big? Apollo was the large gentleman from uh, Puerto Rico. I don't think he's from Puerto Rico, but I know he. Yeah. You know, he, he, was, he was like born in New York and then moved to Puerto Rico. Yeah. I said that like but thirty he, times. He had a he he had really quite good. the run in this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah he, yeah. he was really good in this. And honestly, like, I don't know about y'all, but I told Davis, I, I got like early Batista vibes from him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he entered at number five and a, let's see, and went to the final four, which spoilers, we'll get there. So uh, <laughs> before we go any further, since we, since you've already went down to Malice, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Yes, I'm at, in, I just mentioned entry 14, Scott Hall. So, yeah. So, back it up. After Justice, Conan came out. That was yeah. cool. Dude, Conan rowdy, 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 rowdy. Yes. Yeah. And then... Awesome. Oh, and wait. Then, I know what we're talking about. Yeah. After yeah. Yeah. Conan... Out comes Gertner. And just the most homophobic hey, stuff. Hey, say what you will about the homophobia stuff. But you gotta admit, those rhymes are pretty sick, though. I mean, the, the he, promo he, might have been good, but I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then, no, it, and then it was had, disgusting. But, but he did, yeah. he did rhyme his words well. And then he introduces, you know, the, these two guys, and they're the the Rainbow something, Rainbow Express. Yes, that's uh, just like Lenny Lane and Bruce. Yeah, but, but then, but then after that, I got happy again because Rick Steiner, yeah, Del Rios, Del Rios's brother. Yep. <laughs> it must have been good for them to have that family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> and Rick just like eliminated everybody, but keep going. He really did, yeah. Uh, let's see, we get to Scott Hall. Yep. Uh, before he, before entry 15 can come out, we have a surprise in the form of Toby Keith, who entered <laughs> unofficially. I want to I want to point that out. He was not an official member. Yes. But he but he hit a ballin delayed suplex. suplex. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. that was impressive. On JJ. And not to mention before this, uh Scott Hall hit Razor's Edge on JJ. You mean the edge. 
Oh yeah. Well, no, no. I heard them say Razor's Edge. No, they no, they said the Edge. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hall and Keith eliminate Jarrett. Yep. Um, after they're still that. going by prediction. <laughs> yep. I know. And Apollo uh, and Scott Hall formed like an alliance for a minute. Yeah. We'll run through this real quick. I mean, there's only a few left. Uh, yeah. After Scott Hall, we've got Chris Harris, who would end up becoming tag partners with one Cowboy James Storm and creating my favorite team in TNA history. Uh, Vampire Warrior, who was Gangrel. Devin mm-hmm. Storm, who was Crowbar in WCW. Steve Carino, which was awesome. Ken Shamrock. And then we're down to the final entrant. It could be anyone. Wait. Wait, you said Chris Harris teamed with... Cowboy James Storm. James Storm in one of your favorite tag teams. America's Most Wanted. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I was thinking about... I was, I we'll was get sitting to that. Yeah, I was like, wait. We'll, we'll get to that one. I hope it's not what I'm thinking. Yeah. Foreshadowing. And then who is... The number 20 spot, but NASCAR's favorite wrestler, Brian Christopher. Mm-hmm. And he goes on a rampage. He eliminates like half the people in the ring, which was yep. no surprise. Yeah. I'll be damned if it wasn't the most sexy thing I saw all night. It was. Yep. We'll say had gang grill. Yeah. Yes. Vampire Warrior. Yep. At that time, I don't believe gang grill owned his name. Uh, he ended up buying the license from a, I think a video game developer. Oh wow! But anyway, Christopher eliminates everyone essentially. I put he's cleaning up house. Never mind, eliminated by Shamrock. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so your final four are Malice, which was uh, the Wall in WCW, mm-hmm. Scott Hall, Ken Shamrock. And Puerto Rico's favorite wrestler, Apollo. Uh, I mean, big guys duking it out. Uh, We end up with a final two of Malice and Shamrock, and that's where the singles match begins for the NWA title. Uh, Ricky Steamboat comes out to be the official, and they have a decent match. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Y'all have any thoughts on the match? Uh, Go ahead. It was a little short. For it to be a you know world championship match. Oh, and also, this is for the the North, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance Total Nonstop Action World's Heavyweight Championship. Yes, they, they rebranded <laughs> it for a short period until TNA got their own title, which was strange. Yep. Uh, there was one part where like uh, Shamrock countered. I can't remember what he countered, but he countered it into a cross arm breaker, and that was sweet. Sick. And an ankle lock. And, and oddly enough, you fast forward all these years, and Shamrock is back in Impact, which is yep. crazy. Yep. Uh, that they have a good match, and spoiler, Shamrock wins. Of course he does. With a belly to and, belly, dude. That. Uh, that transition, that counter he did into the arm, into the arm breaker, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. So he wins the title and he's celebrating. Pyro's going off, and at that point, I think the show's over. All right, they're gonna fade to black on the celebration. Nope. Who comes back out? Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? 
<laughs> he comes out and he's complaining again about the match. Shamrock didn't have but like a minute to celebrate with his championship. Jarrett comes out, he's complaining. He attacks the legends at ringside. And then out come Fargo and Toby Keith. And once again, Fargo does not hold the microphone to its mouth, which drives me insane. <laughs> it's my number one pet peeve. And they announce next week it'll be Jeff Jarrett versus Scott Hall. They have a big brawl. And then finally, they put us out of our misery. (laughs) So that was the show. That was NWA TNA Pay-Per-View 1, live from Huntsville, Alabama. So this was your first full TNA show. I need to get your overall thoughts. We'll rate them in a little bit, but I want your overall initial thoughts. You go ahead, Prescott. Okay. See, ha- ha- the best way to explain this show, this was a white trash shit show. <laughs> this was the most <laughs> white trash shit show I've ever seen in my life. It had yes. NASCAR, country music, Red wrestling, wrestling. To, to me, it was it was an independent Alabama show with a it bunch. Was, and then, <laughs> and then, of course, you know there was you know fucking racial uh, uh, undertones and just yes. homophobic bullshit. And which, I was like, ah. <laughs> which, to be fair, for the listeners at home, not all Alabama independents are like that. Exactly, exactly. I pride myself on working for two great independent. Yes. Wrestling companies. Not saying they're the only great ones. There are some really good ones here in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But boy, have I seen some bad ones. Yeah, but, and if uh, they had this budget, I guarantee you they would have done the same exact thing. <laughs> probably, probably, most likely. But yeah, it was uh it was a show that I'm glad Davis. I got through. Davis, uh, what about you? So my final thoughts I wrote some of the wrestling was good. But it's yeah. not good with 2020 eyes. The race, racism, homophobia, and women justification was just ew. Like, I know it was 20 years ago. I know we were, di- we were different then, but... <laughs> All right, we'll get into our next little segment here. I want to field questions from you two. I'm no TNA expert by any means, but, you know, I did watch a lot of it, and... Uh, if y'all have any questions or want to know where certain people ended up, maybe I can help. In the future, I would like to use this segment for fan questions, so submit those, everyone. It can be about the episode that we're talking about that week. It could be asking for music recommendations. I do not care. It could be asking me on a date. I could use it. Okay, I need to pick me up. Honestly. like, well, I, I just want to know, so... In the beginning, TNA was ego. like, what? I just said boost my ego, please, oh, okay. to, the, to the listeners. Tell me I'm cute. You are cute. You're very cute. Hit me up on Twitter. At You're very handsome. Carmen, at Carmen M. Childers. Tell me I'm cute. Dude, hey, we, get, we get the plugs at the end of the show. Anyway, hey, so but hey, who's my, hosted this? <laughs> uh, we're off the road again. Anyway, I, <laughs> um, I do want to know, though, if you, if you know Carmen. So... The first few shows were just like pay-per-views and then at some point they actually got a TV deal or how did that work out? So it was the first year or two they did weekly pay-per-views, which, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that was a Bob Ryder idea. Um, 
basically the thought was so recently after WCW going under and ECW going under, no network in their right mind would put more wrestling on TV. They knew they couldn't compete with WWE, so they wanted to go. They did weekly pay-per-views. They were like $10, $15, if I remember correctly. And pretty much every episode would end with some sort of big cliffhanger, like, you need to tune in next week to see this. And I mean, it, it worked for me, but then again, I was, you know, 10 years old. <laughs> so do, do they get better or is it a lot of, a lot of this? <laughs> oh, man. It, it got worse before it got better. I see. I see. Not too long after this, Vince Russo came in. And since we're skipping over this section, I will tell you, um, for all those listening at home, you can't really find a lot of these weekly pay-per-views. We found this one. And we were going to do everything chronologically, but what we're going to do is this will be like the prelude to everything. Yeah. And then starting next week, we'll do chronological reviews of impact wrestling, which started yeah. in 2004. So, and that was when they did debut on Spock, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I know they had a show on Fox sports one. Okay. It, it, it may have been that one then, which that they were on it like, I remember correctly in my area, they were on at like one in the morning on like Jesus. Yeah. How did this company survive twenty years? They are like the cockroach of the wrestling industry. Right. They're <laughs> still going. <laughs> they have a pay-per-view now called Hard to Kill, and it is so appropriate. Yep. But to answer, to answer your question, uh, not too long after this pay-per-view, uh Vince Russo came in and started a group, which I know this is gonna surprise you started a group with the name Sex. I'm shocked. Sports I Entertainment Extreme. Shocking. Yes. Yeah. It. There was some really st stinky stuff in there, but at the same time, you had, you know, AJ Styles wrestling, uh, Sean Waltman. Uh, you had Jeff Hardy coming in. You had uh, Raven starting a feud. Uh, man, there, there was a lot of good stuff in there. There's always just enough good to keep you sticking around. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I loved it for the longest time. For the longest time, I quit watching WWE and only watched TNA. For yeah, I've actually heard a lot of people. I've actually heard a lot of people say that, like, you know, in the kind of beginning, like when they started weekly TV and not. TNA was a legit good alternative. I would say from probably 2000, I'm maybe getting dates mixed up here, but I'd say 2005 to 2008, TNA was great. Yeah. And they've had good years since then, but those are my favorite years. They're like a year, a little duration during that time where TNA was actually getting like close to Raw's numbers in the ratings. Uh, after they switched to Impact on Spike, yes. Yeah. But that's it's kind of a loaded question because their numbers were high, but to say they were close to Raw, like their highest numbers then were higher than Raw's now, but at the time they weren't as close. Yeah. They were they were averaging around like two million a week. Which was great. 
Any other questions? What was your favorite match from this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The match between me and my sanity watching that racist-ass <laughs> segment of the NASCAR drivers. Ooh. The, I match, say, the match between the two brothers to see who was going to kiss their cousin first. Yeah, I'd say the only the only thing that was that's prevent me from giving this like the ad it's just the, the worst rating of all time is Jerry Lynn was how awesome he looked in his match. <laughs> that's six, that's six man Jerry Lynn, yeah. So was that all the questions? All I can think uh, of. So next ne- next time I'll think of actual questions to ask yeah. you. Well, yeah, next yeah. next week all got. next week you can fire up your Impact Plus. Yeah, that's that's a thing. It's like WWE yeah. Network, but yep. with a lot more Shark Boy. Yeah, uh, it's seven ninety nine a month, I believe, and Sweet. we are going to watch episode one of TNA Impact from two thousand four. It's going to be great. So damn, we're jumping two years ahead of time. <laughs> if there's anybody listening to this, <laughs> feel free to send questions our way to all of our Twitter handles. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I like to call this segment drumroll, please. Ratings. <laughs> I, I haven't come up with a name for it yet. But you'll see why I spent all my energy creating this illustrious, scientific, super specific rating system. Now, for those listening at home or on the road or wherever you are, I don't care where you're at. I mean, I do. I love you all. (laughs) This system was developed painstakingly by the leading leading (laughs) sound engineers of the world. And what we have come up with is a five-tier level. Oh. Starting starting with the highest possible achievement, which is TN Amazing. That wasn't this show. Your, your second. Well, we'll get there. Second highest, which is TN A. Dead center in the middle is TN eh. Below that is TN Acceptable. Then at the bottom of the pile, we've got TN Awful. So that, that is my super scientific scale. Once again, that's TN Amazing, TN A, TN Eh, TN Acceptable, and TN Awful. So without further ado, Davis, you are on the clock. How would you rate episode one of the NWA TNA pay per view? Going by your rating, TN awful. But if I were to give it my own personal rating, Hold I would on a rate second. it. Are, are, you, are you questioning the system? No, 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 no. Your system is amazing. I love your system so much. This, this is system. it TN amazing? Yeah. <laughs> Ding. But I, I did write in my notes that I, I, I give this show a white trash out of 10. No, that's, that's, that's a completely different scale. That, that would throw the numbers off. We need this for our data. TN awful. Okay. That is, for those keeping score at home, a one out of five. KP, you are on the block. Yes. All right. 
So taking everything that we watched and knowing that uh, by the second match, I was already questioning why I was fucking doing this in the first place. Uh, this was your idea. You did this to us. Um, I'm just. The I don't think guy. there's any record of that, so I'm gonna dispute that. You uh, tweeted about it. Should we bring up the uh, me- messenger chat? Okay, uh, well, we're just gonna ignore that. Uh, with all that being DMs too. said, oh shit! With all that being said, uh, like I said, I liked Jerry Lynn. I'm gonna give this a ten. Um, awful, awful. This was a, a goddamn shit show. Okay, <laughs> please. I hope I never have to watch this again. <laughs> I wonder if I got drunk, if it'd be good. Ooh, that should be the spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Davis gets drunk and watches TNA. Total, total nonstop alcoholics. Let's go. <laughs> I say as KP and I do not drink. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, if I had to, if I had to do a rating, if I had to, which I do, otherwise the numbers would be off. I've got to say, the show. What am I fucking kidding? It's fucking awful. T N awful. Boo, boo this show. So, without further ado, let's do our social media plugs. And then we will say our goodbyes. Well, you KB? can find me. Oh, oh no. D- you know what, Davis? You go ahead. <laughs> well, you can find me on the Twitters at uh, at Kyrick3289. Can you spell um, that for us? Yes, I can. It is K-Y-R-I-C-3289. Um. I guess whenever I decide to get it going, you can also... Find me at twitch.tv slash Kyric K-Y-R-C, but that's that's a that's that's a future project that I'm been toying with, you know. Just don't worry you about it for it. now. Yeah, no. Uh but yeah, hit me up, ask me questions, whatever. All right, is there anything else you want to plug? Just your socials. Um if you're ever in Florence, Alabama and need your phone worked on, you can come see me at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you left out the most important social of them all. We need your social security number. Oh, no. No, no. Okay. I have it's, no worth a, it's worth a shot. All right, KP, where can we find you, Mr. Twitter Celebrity? Okay, well, uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Kyle S. Prescott, K-Y-L-E-S-P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T. R-E-S-P-C-T? Yes, whatever. And, uh, you know, if you already know me for Twitter, you know me as Ollie Kyle. Uh, uh, I'm on Twitter uh, pretty much mostly. I also run, uh, like I said before, I run the AEW Ollie Wrestling Discussion Facebook group. Uh, very awesome AEW group that we strive to make the best one there is. So join that if you're an AEW fan. I'm also one half of the. I'm also one half of the admin. Uh, of the admins who run the AW Discord at discord.gg slash AW. So if you're a Discord user, check that out. Uh, check out my AW podcast, uh, All Lead Hour, uh, by searching Marked Out Wrestling on pretty much any of your podcast uh, platforms. 
And uh, also, if you're a horror fan, I have a horror podcast called the Trick or Treaters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Trick or Treat Pod or on any of your major platforms. I bet whoever he edits that is cute. I hear he's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> and he might edit. Go ahead. I said he might edit this podcast. Who knows? I feel like I'm going to have to. Well, if Carmen doesn't do it, you're going to do it, Davis. Hey. So. But anyway, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much all of my plugs. Oh, and also uh, make sure you, if you're when this pandemic is when we can all you know safely go to places. Uh, if you're ever in town in Huntsville, Alabama, and you want something to do on a weekend that maybe they have a show, I highly recommend New South Pro Wrestling, one of my favorite promotions that I've, oh, well, I've we'll get there. Been, been introduced to. So yeah, that's about it. Follow me on Twitter. All right, and if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Real Jeff Jarrett. Oh, damn it, he made it on the show again. No, that's well, that's he, what six. Are we at got, six right now? He got into my notes. <laughs> anyway, if you want to find me on Twitter for real skis, I am at Carbon M Childers. Yes. Um, if you need any AV services in the Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia area whether it's live audio, whether it's upping your streaming game. If you just need an extra hand setting up for a show, you can look me up at CarmenShouldersAVTech.com. If you want to catch me at a wrestling show, I ring announce for Bad Boy Pro Wrestling every other Friday, the second and fourth Friday of every month for Bad Boy Pro in Hansville, Alabama, the JC Arena. I also do some ring announcing and backstage interviewing and a little bit of everything at New South Wrestling, which you can watch on IWTV every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central with the TV show Action Clash. Uh, if you use the code New South, all one word, you can get five days for free on independentwrestling.tv. Also, Kyle and I are part of the AEW Games Facebook group. Thank you for holding uh, up. Which you should definitely check out. And again, check out the Trick or Treaters podcast because I spend a lot of time editing that and people need to hear it. Okay, it's yep. good. I genuinely laugh every time I listen to it because it is good quality content. Davis, I don't know what you're over there saying, agreeing about. I don't think you've ever listened to an episode. Whoa, call it out. <laughs> Excuse me for not liking horror as much as you. Oh. <laughs> Well, with that being said, I feel like we need to get off of here before we tear each other's throats out. I am working on us a Twitter, so we'll have that out next episode. Next week, we will be able to plug that. In the meantime and in between time, stay TN nasty. I I don't know. How am I supposed to do this? (laughs) Ladies, be sure to hit up the DMs. This has been fun. The truth is the truth. Goodbye and good night, bang. Everybody. We're, we're working on the outro, okay? People just, just deal with it. Bear with us. Hail Satan, watch NASCAR. All right, Eat Total pizza. Nonstop Analysis, episode one is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. We will you. see you next week. Goodbye. Later. And good night, bang. <laughs>